Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. No Tim Murray. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for the uh, big slender man. Sean King alongside as well. I'll be here for the next three hours. You both will on Beeson prime time. I'm excited. I get to feel I haven't been here for like, what, like six months or something like that. I, I don't know how to feel, JVT. I'm coming off a weekend where I saw the incredible, the unbelievable <laughs> happen multiple times. And not always in my favor. So I'm, the entertainment value over the weekend was, was super high. The actual part where you have to go back to the counter and, right. and turn in a winning ticket I, that it frustrated me to know. I was going to say, or the lack of having to go up to the, to the uh, counter. Right? How about I had the Indianapolis Colts is my upset pick <laughs> of the NFL weekend. Uh, I, the amount of peacocking I was doing at 33-0, and 0, I mean, it's just... How about... <sighs> Out of all the ways you could have gotten in, I got in on Minnesota Moneyline when they were down, I think, it was only something small. It was like plus 130 or plus 135. So I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. It's dead. It's toast. Who cares? <laughs> Shout out to my guy Jeff Saturday, man. Way to, way to get you know in the history books and be the answer to a trivia question at sports bars for years to come. As we know, so that's the, the, the trivia, of course, is Jeff Saturday has been the head coach of a team that has the worst single quarter point differential in NFL history. I got outscored by 33 points by the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. And then is the head coach of a team that lost in the greatest comeback in NFL history. How about that? <laughs> it's a really good job, Jeff Saturday. <laughs> sure he'll get extended. 
Hey, I keep saying big picture wise, Sean, if they lose out, he is a genius because then it just increases your chances of maybe getting one of these good guys at the top of the draft. So well, yeah, that's the other way to look at it. They're not going to the playoffs. That's all right. I'm a Colts guy. I want I want the big picture here. I want something to root for. My buddy's a Colts guy. He calls him America's team. The Colts? Yeah, I see. America's in rough shape. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> well, America's in rough shape next Wednesday or next Monday because they have a primetime game against the Los Angeles Chargers. So maybe we get to see something like that again. Another historic comeback. I uh, hope not, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. So I understand we start, you guys start every show. Is there some fancy imaging? Do I throw to this, or is it just something we call bettable or forgettable? Is there we music? We call it bettable or forgettable, and okay. we kind of go down the list of things that uh, have happened or we think are going to happen, and we kind of give our take. Is it bettable information, or is it forgettable? Well, I would say the story of the day would have to be in Philadelphia. Uh, for those who have not seen yet or had taken notice of what was happening with the betting lines, Jalen Hurts. Uh, is hurt. He injured his shoulder in the third quarter of their win over the Chicago Bears over the weekend. So he is going to be sidelined, it seems. Now, there's a couple of different reports out there. Uh, but the gist of the reports out there, Sean, are not long-term. Philadelphia Inquirer has reported that it could sideline him for two games. Uh, his agent told ESPN that he should be back probably before the playoffs. So we'll see if that is going to be the case. But regardless, it does seem pretty sure that he's not going to play against the Dallas Cowboys. And thus, the Cowboys, a six-point favorite now with a total of 48.5. So the question is, is this information bettable or forgettable? And for what side does it become bettable? I think it's bettable, and I think it's it has a macro aspect to it as well. Of course, it is important in this game because Jalen Hurts is starting quarterback for the team with the best record in the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, of course, I think it makes Dallas more likely to not just cover the number, but to, and I think Dallas is favored by six if he's out. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it makes more sense that the number sits as it is. But I would say this, proceed with caution. There were a lot of people, and who knows if they were right or wrong, that thought Gardner Minshew would have been a better option coming into this season at quarterback for the Eagles. So it's not like the Eagles sit here with a backup that nobody's excited about or we don't know anything about. So I don't know that the Eagles, especially in the short term, will fall completely off. I'll uh, have the Cowboys. Dak mm -hmm. Prescott got injured. Cooper Rush came in. They still maintain, you know, the same level of expectation and, you know, lived up to it. I will say this, though. One interesting, bettable piece of information, JBT, if this turns into a multi-week injury where he's missing multiple weeks, mm -hmm. is now the time maybe to get in on a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or maybe even Joe Burrow? Eagles, what I mean, Bengals won, what, seventh game in a row mm -hmm. for MVP. Can Jalen Hurts still win NFL MVP if this turns into a two-, three-week injury? And let's say he sits the last week because they have home field locked up. Right. So I would say that it probably knocks Jalen Hurts out. Um, the betting market has been adjusted. Patrick Mahomes is a $3.50 favorite now over at DraftKings uh, to win the award. So you're talking about Mahomes minus 350, Josh Allen at 5-1, to one, Joe Burrow at plus 550, and now Jalen Hurts at plus 650. I would say just, just given how good the competition is, he's probably out. And I would also say that if you're taking a shot on this board, I don't think you're laying it with Patrick Mahomes. I think my selection is Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. Right, Joe Burrow, who has a win over Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs. You mentioned the winning streak that they are on. Has an opportunity. I think they play in two weeks, right? The uh, Buffalo Bills, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, their schedule. Has an opportunity to have a win over both of the guys ahead of right. them in the odds for MVP. And the door is not shut on them potentially climbing all the way up to number one. Now, things have to happen in front of them. But they do have something that they would have a win over Kansas City. And if they continue to win, would potentially have a win over the Buffalo Bills. That's the shot I'm taking, I now, think. Let's look at it from the other angle. 
Jalen Hurts was the prohibitive favorite before this news came out. Now is it maybe time to buy him at plus 650 if this is only a one-week injury and he comes back and picks up where he left off? It would be potentially, if you were, for me, if it was a better price, right? Because at plus, first off, the reports are indicating multiple weeks. So that's kind of tough. And here's the other thing, Sean, that, that is the other factor outside of just missed time and the guys around him. What if Gardner Minshew comes in and plays pretty well? Right. And the Philadelphia Eagles continue to roll. And let's say they beat the Cowboys, win against the Saints. And like you said, they go into week 18. They got nothing to play for because they clinched the number one seed. Hurts is healthy and fine. But if Minshew comes in and this offense continues to kind of turn along at the expected pace, well, then I think that kind of hurts his MVP candidacy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I guess the uh, antagonist of that is if they look terrible, yep. <laughs> it enhances it. So it could be. I, I don't know. I, I think, if, like you said, if you mentioned, if you got in this. Uh, NFL MVP futures race early, and you have a, a double-digit number on Jalen Hurts, I'll probably sit tight. If you're one of the people that, like myself, that didn't see what was behind the curtain until the curtain was all the way open, mm -hmm. uh, now's the time to get plus 650 when he's been, what, minus $2, minus $2.5, you know, the last few weeks. So, interesting position to be in. Um, I think if you have stock in Jalen, you sit tight. If you don't, maybe you, you know, get some insurance. Let me ask you this. So, as you watch Philadelphia – from the system standpoint, right, of, of what you've seen from this offense, is there a four-and-a-half to five-point difference between Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew? Because that's what the market would say right now, right? We're up to six. This was one-and-a-half. This is telling us that the difference between Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts, it is a four-and-a-half-point downgrade for Philadelphia. Would you think that is the case? In the short term, I think so. I think they're so drastically different uh, skill set wise, uh, Jalen is what top fifteen in rushing yards. Yeah, I think he's top five in rushing touchdowns. Uh, he's proven to be almost indefensible when they call structured pass plays, and then he tucks it and runs. Minshew's more of a pocket guy that has athleticism. He's not going to hurt you, you know, in the open field. So it would be an adjustment. A lot of it to me will fall on Nick Sirianni. Can he on the fly go from? all of the QB zone read stuff to a more traditional, you know, kind of a scheme. That, that's what would be interesting to me. So in the short term, yes. I had mentioned Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush. Dak doesn't really use his athleticism. Right. So Cooper coming in, they don't really have to change anything. Actually, it helped them because they realized that uh, the kid Pollard is pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should be their lead back, but that's a, that's a conversation for another day. I mean, I kind of – Personally, and I, because I think both things can be true, right? I, I think a lot of people would say, like, if I, if I were to just say right now, I don't think there's a four and a half point difference between Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. And it's not a slide against Jalen Hurts, because I think your point is really valid, obviously, which is what he adds with his athleticism adds a different dynamic to this offense. But I also think Sirianni has this set up, and their skill positions are so good mm -hmm. that the drop off might not be that great here between Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. And it doesn't take away anything from Hurts. It's more about the system around him and how good it has been. And frankly, how badly the Cowboys have played lately. That's the other part of this, right? Dak Prescott has not played well over the last couple of weeks. We saw what he did against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This defense has kind of shown some cracks in the armor over the last couple of weeks. And when I have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and all these other weapons at my disposal from Gardner Minshew, and this thing can kind of keep rolling to a certain extent. This is how inconsistent the NFC's been. I'm yeah. thinking about putting a futures bet on the Saints and the Panthers just because no one scares me. Like, Philly's the only team that's consistently proven to be able to play winning football from week to week. Even when Minnesota was on that run, you just knew because of the point differential, this isn't sustainable. I wouldn't be afraid if I ended up with, with and I know they can't play because they'll, they'll both be division winners, but mm -hmm. if you ended up with, with a Minnesota-Carolina or Minnesota-New Orleans, I wouldn't feel like 
the Saints or the Panthers were without a, a shot in that particular situation. Man, also, I'm trying to find these uh, these cowards. Hang up the odds, okay? Sportsbooks have everything going for them. Right. I'm trying to find some NFC East odds because that's the other way to attack this, right? Yeah. Which is, if you're looking at this from a division standpoint, because the Cowboys have not been eliminated yet, and if they win out and the Eagles lose out, they can still win the NFC East. That could also be something maybe worth looking at if the odds are the right way or if they're actually hung, which I cannot find them anywhere so far. So, In theory, I like where you're going. Uh, I'm not believing in the Cowboys. No? No. Yeah, it's, it's down everywhere, so yeah, it probably I, won't yeah, be. I, I, I don't believe Oh, trust me. No, look, we have, the, we have the replay of the highlights here between the, uh, the Jags and the Cowboys from this last I'm Sunday. I'm pretty sure McCarthy is going to be the first 12-win coach to get fired. You might. I've already seen this movie. Dallas going to get in the playoffs. They're going to play a, a boring game that ends up in the fourth quarter in the wild card round. And McCarthy's going to make a questionable game management decision. And Shocking. Sean Payton will be on the sideline in Dallas just like we all thought before the season started. Well, yeah, what was, uh, what was Jerry Jones? What was his comment before the season? It was something like, if I wanted John Payton, I could have him. Right. Like, <laughs> he's going to get him, I think. Yeah, all right. Well, all right. So that's the news of the day. Jalen Hurts, of course, injured. Sounds like he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So right now the Cowboys, a six-point favorite. We'll see what the fallout is from there. It's a good thing I teased up the Eagles when they were catching too, right? Yeah, a lot of value in that one. All right, we'll take our break. Uh, on the other side, we're going to talk with Tank Williams, former NFL, or get his thoughts on what the drop-off is between Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew, what this means for the future of Philadelphia, and that MVP race we were talking about. Uh, does the Joe Burrow angle work for Tank, or is there somebody else that we're not speaking about? Josh Allen. That can maybe steal this award now that it's up in the air. We'll have that and more when we come back here on VSIN Prime Time. I remembered it. Nice. Uh, the Sports Betting Network's a spot. We'll see you. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older, physically located in Nevada as well. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4,700. Jonathan Von Tobel, my given name at birth, Jonathan George Von Tobel, here alongside Sean King. Tank Williams, uh, another former NFLer, nice enough to give us some time here today. Works for Yahoo Sports. Tank, it is, uh, it's good to talk to you. Uh, let's start. You want to start with this last weekend because you and Sean were talking about this off the air. Uh, just your general thoughts on what you saw transpire over the last 48 hours in terms of NFL football. Dog, I mean, that may take up the whole segment. I mean, it started <laughs> off on Saturday when I was like, man, these Vikings have zero dog in them. Like, I didn't understand how you can be playing at home and get down to the Colts of all people, 33-0. Now, I guess we're feeling a little bit better about the Vikings since they were able to come back and have the largest comeback in NFL history. But I'm telling you, man, that doesn't speak well for that team as a whole when you're supposed to be playing for not only playoff hosts, but still in, in, you know, still vying for the NFC number one seed and then laying down like that at the first half of the game. That was embarrassing. And speaking of embarrassing, if you want me to keep going, what happened in Vegas? Like, I know the, the, the guys aren't supposed to gamble on games, but I guess they're allowing the players to drink during the game because I don't know why you're trying to do the Stanford Cal play at the end of the game when you tied up. Like, Bill Belichick is the king of situational football. And so for any players on his team to lose their awareness like that and for them to lose the game in that matter, and for, man, the quarterback just to get stiff-armed into, oh, my goodness, oblivion, I mean, that just capped off just a crazy day in Vegas. And do we do 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 we need to go to the uh, Washington Commanders game too? Yeah, <laughs> huh? hey, we can keep going. Right. I mean, think about this: the huh? Cowboys up twenty-one-seven, they blow it, losing overtime. Chiefs. Hey, Did we talk about this though? Yes. I think we talked about this. Michael Michael Parsons all focused on Jalen Hurts, and then what happened? They went in there, and Trevor Lawrence and the Sunshine Band 
gave him the business down there in Jacksonville. Come on, man. You need to focus on your opponent. Focus on the task at hand. The Chiefs overtime against the Texans. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of this NFL year. All I know this is anybody thinks they know who's going to win, they don't know. Because it's right. wide and the open. Thing is too, the thing, too, is this. Like, I mean, there's so much parity in the league, and we knew that. But when you watch that Chiefs-Texans game, too, like the Texans were actually executing in the red zone. Like, they look proficient on offense. And then at the same time, they were getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes early in the game. And I'm saying, okay, if the Texans are able to do that, a better team with better athletes on both sides of the ball can follow this blueprint and may give the Chiefs the business. And that's the thing that we've seen throughout this season. Like, it seems like no team is safe. The only team that seems safe, at least the way that they're playing football right now, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Because even though they started off slow against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they was like, all right, we played around with y'all long enough. We'll still show you that we are who you think we are. And then they stepped on their throat at the end of the game. But for the Chiefs to play the Denver Broncos and then the Texans close this week, and then for the Cowboys to lose to Jacksonville, who's a decent team, but then have the Texans push them almost to overtime the week before? Like, man, there's so much parity in the league that no one is safe. And now, even though the Philadelphia Eagles have been playing phenomenal ball, they're not safe anymore either with Jalen Hurst being injured. Yeah. So, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, Tank Williams here from uh, Yahoo. I get it. I agree with everything you said. I, it's actually embarrassing to watch sometimes. Like, I watch the game with, with non-former players, and I have to explain to them why there's such a lack of situational awareness, like not understanding on third down where the chains are, offense and defense, mm-hmm. not understanding time management, when to get out of bounds, when to kick a field goal. Like, let's move over to the Bucks bengals because you mentioned the, the Bucks, the Bengals. Like I've tried not to jump on Todd Bowles this year. I really have because I feel like I, I can't just make that that turn in the middle of my journey with the Bucks. You know, if Brady is going to get all the credit, then he's got to take some and shoulder some of his blame. But they tried a 50-plus yard field goal with a, a field goal kicker and Ryan Suckup, who we know can't make a field goal over 41, 42 yards. Like, just some of the decision-making, Bucks are up 17-3, Turn the ball over four times, third quarter. Like it's a bad football that's being presented to America. Yeah, and and you get it too. Like we've been in those locker rooms where, you know, the players and the coaches say, like, this is December. This is where we start to separate. This is where the good teams rise to the top, and that's what we saw at the Cincinnati Bengals. But then this is also when the bad teams start to do things that force them to lose games. And that's what we saw from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where you have a game in hand early, all the momentum's going in your way. And somehow, some way, you're so terrible that you find a way to lose. And that's what happens when you're fumbling the ball all over the place, throwing interceptions that you have no business throwing them, whether it's because you have pressure on you or it's just a bad throw. And that's just something that's uncharacteristic from what we've seen out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, out of some of those really good players that they have on that squad. And, man, honestly, it seems like you can never count Brady out, but this seems like it's the beginning of the end, the way the Bucs have been playing this entire season. So, Tank, you mentioned uh, the whole Jalen Hurts deal. He, he gets injured. He's going to be out for, it seems like, at the very least two games. Uh, we've been talking about this, and this is going to be a topic of conversation, right? We had the unnamed NFL execs saying, yeah, there's not much difference between Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. We've had all these comments. So, yeah, so I'll ask you, what's the drop-off here? Man, see, those sound like the same clowns that talk about Lamar Jackson and yep. everybody else before the season. You can look at Jalen Hurts, like, just look at the stats, and you can clearly see that he's one of the better players and one of the better quarterbacks in the league. If you look at his passing efficiency throughout the entire season, the number of passing touchdowns he has, the completion percentage, the lack of turnovers. He has the least amount of uh, interceptions thrown between all the starting quarterbacks. 
And then you look at all the rushing yards that he's racked up and the rushing touchdowns. Like, this dude is a dynamic player who was well on his way to win MVP. And he probably still will because I kind of went back and I did some research. And even after he injured that shoulder in the third quarter, oh, he dropped that 68-yard yep. bomb to A.J. Brown after that. So I have a feeling that my man Jalen Hurts is going to be A-OK. But for all the clowns that's trying to find a way to pick apart his game, whether it's before he started playing like a baller and then even after he's been playing out a baller, they ain't nothing but haters. Honestly, that's the only way you can put it. Here's what's interesting, Tank, and I'm anxious to see how the narrative is formed because to me, this is more about Nick Sirianni. Because at the end of the day, Gardner Minshew has been in this league before. He was a starter in Jacksonville. He's thrown 41 touchdowns and only 12 picks. But he's not the threat as a runner that Jalen is. So can Nick Sirianni mid-race change up strategically how he's attacking teams without the zone read stuff, yeah. you know, without the QB sneaking in all short yardage goal line situations? I mean, the, 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 the easiest guarantee in all of NFL is Jalen Hurts. Anytime touchdown, <laughs> they're going yeah. to keep me sneaking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, I look at it like this. I mean, Jalen Hurts, like, you can't discount what he's done and just try to say that it's the system. But yet, at the same time, they put a lot of great players around him. You have Miles Sanders that you can lean on. You have A.J. Brown on one side, Devontae Smith on the other side, and then Dallas God is probably coming back this week as well. And you have a really strong defense. So it's, it's similar to the model with the San Francisco 49ers where you don't have to depend on the quarterback to do everything. You can just lean on all those dogs around the West, the defense, or the people that you have on offense to allow them to flourish without having to have Jill, uh, without having to have Garden Minshew put everybody on his back. But with that being said, like, man, Jalen Hurts is a game changer. And the one question that I have about that coaching, because they've done a phenomenal job this entire year, there's no reason that he should have had 17 carries in the game against the Chicago Bears when they're the number one seed running away with it in the NFC. No one's even getting close to catching the light. Save that for the playoffs. Miles Sanders only had 11 carries. You put that weight on your running backs against a soft rushing defense. You don't put that on your quarterback this late in the season. Yeah, it was crazy. Miles Sanders didn't get his first carry till like mid-second quarter yesterday. Yeah. It was, he, it was he's pretty done high. That multiple wild. games yep. where it gets too cute early yeah. in the game, yeah. and all of a sudden yeah, we're at halftime, wild. and Sanders has under five yeah. carries. He does it a lot. I thought and he was now, hurt. Is this the thing? Like, are you getting wrapped up in the thing where Jalen Hurst has been running for all these yards, and you're trying to show that your guys that do like you don't have to do that. Your dude is already about to win MVP. We already know that. Like, don't try to make it say like Jalen Hurst has to go out there and outshine like Justin Fields. Like, for what? You're trying to win shifts. Not like a popularity contest for a week. Hey, Tank, we got just under 90 seconds. You have a thought on uh, Monday Night Football tonight, Packers-Rams? Uh, yeah. Like, that shake and bake that we saw on Thursday, that just shows how terrible the Raiders are because there's no way that a team with zero offense like the Patriots should have been in the game against the Raiders. So, honestly, like, when you have the Rams coming back, that was just all about the competition that they played on Thursday Night Football. I believe the Packers have turned the corner. They've been playing better ball. They're starting to get healthy. Christian Watson has become a dog on the outside. I think Aaron Rodgers and that offense will be able to go, and I think Aaron Jones will be a little bit healthier. It's just been all about that defense. We expected the defense to be one of those stronger points for the Green Bay Packers. It really hasn't materialized this year, but they've been playing better as of late. As long as they do that, I'm pretty confident that they'll be able to turn Baker over, limit that offense, and then you know, Aaron Rodgers should be able to do what he does on offensive side of the ball for the Green Bay Packers to come away with this one rather easily. Follow him on Twitter, Tank Williams 13 Yahoo Sports is the spot where you can find the work. Tank, good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Man, Jonathan George Von Tobel, my <laughs> man and my boy SK. You know how we do it, baby. <laughs> hey, don't look now. The Packers are a game out. <laughs>
being in the playoffs. Uh, I expect a big performance almost, from Rodgers tonight. Almost everybody's a game. <laughs> yeah, sure. Almost everybody except the text. Thank you, man. Thank you. I see. He remembers my name. We're good. I talked to him over the weekend, too. All right, we'll take our break here. We come back, recap what the guys had over the weekend in the National Football League, and look ahead to the 4 p.m. hour, which is just around the corner. VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Need a holiday gift, or if you just want something for yourself, how, you, how about you become a VSIN Pro subscriber? Only 79 bucks gets you access to everything we do from now and through the big dance. Sign up today. You're also going to receive $20 to buy VSIN sports, betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. You know, back in the day, 20 bucks would buy you some fun tools like our betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving every game deep dive betting reports and more it's a limited time offer sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift your visa pro access to the end of march madness at visa.com slash subscribe inflation killing you 20 bucks though i'm in <laughs> get a nice visa primetime beanie that i'm sure is in the visa store yeah i gotta get some visa shirts like when i got here it was kind of they limited in their size i was yeah. in the bigger portion of my existence yeah so I got to meet them in the middle. I got to okay. lose a few so I can get into 2XL. I mean, I gotta, yeah. so let's just be quite honest. I'm going to say that more the ratio of like in-shape people versus like, you know, slovenly kind of big dudes. We're a little more skewed toward the big dude <laughs> section, I think, when it comes to the sports betting community. So I think maybe we got to up the size in terms of the shirts. That's just me. It's not scientific. It's just a theory. But Don't tell our producer, Britton, that. Yeah. He walks around with the skinny jeans on and the tight little. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I've met a lot of guys. in shirt. Like, you know, he does push-ups in the morning. Right? Yeah. Yeah, why is it 20 every day, I think is what he says. But right when he pops out of bed, just rolls over and boom, starts hitting him. Uh, oh, oh, really? You and Dave Ross are competing on Twitter. Dave Ross, who, you know, America man, of course. <laughs> I would I would picture nothing less than Dave. I Ross call and Dave Mister Social. <laughs> Is he on Twitter a lot? I oh, notice he's always. I did not notice. He's the only guy I know will make the worst looking mac and cheese in life and then post it on Twitter. Oh boy, I got to see this now. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know if it was today. Okay, uh, I got to go. Well, actually, you're right because if it's not within the last few days, there's no shot I'm finding that. That yeah. guy tweets like a mother. That's uh, my god. I love Dave. <laughs> if you're listening, D Ross, what up? Uh, he I just tweeted it. 13 minutes ago. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's recap. Uh, you guys had your three NFL best bets of the week. Uh, let's start with Tim, who's not here, who's prowling the sidelines. Or actually, no, he's in Boise for uh, a bowl game, if that is. Uh, Jags plus four versus the Cowboys. Good comeback there. I'm sure he was not sweating that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> Buccaneers plus three and a half in the afternoon. Slate was feeling pretty good about that for you know two quarters, and then that blew up in his face. And what a comeback from the Chargers. Uh, the Titans end up pushing on plus three with Los Angeles. I, I actually feel bad for him. Okay. Because, Vrabel, why aren't you going for two? Yeah. Like, when the Titans come back, like, one, you're going to give Herbert the ball with, what, 40 seconds, I think it was, or something. You, mm -hmm. Why would you want to do that? And secondly, you pretty much have the division wrapped up for all intents and purposes. Go for two. So you're talking about the final touchdown yeah, when they where they score. go 11 plays, 74 yeah. yards. Uh-huh, and they kick the extra point, yeah. thinking we'll go overtime. Right. I'm always a proponent. When you're on the road, go for two, try and end it there. You got the momentum. You just drove down the field. You know, let, let's not give, you know, let's not assume right. 
that we're going to overtime. I think. Uh, and I don't think they didn't have any timeouts, correct? The yeah. Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, so they did. And, and of course, uh, uh, the Patriots assume they were going well, to overtime. Too, so. uh, by the way, I would say that uh, I agree. And uh, generally, if it's I'm always a proponent of if like you're a, you're a quarterback, if you're. If your choice is, it comes down to one play. We need you to get, you know, X amount of yards to win this thing. In that case, it's going for two. Yeah, absolutely. Like, wouldn't you rather have that than throwing the coin flip up in the air in overtime? here's what it allows me to do, and this is the coach in me. It allows me to really be intentional when I tell guys about situational stuff in practice. Like, because you have two-point plays that hopefully you've practiced for multiple weeks mm-hmm. in case of this situation, and now all of a sudden they have to need one you're hoping it's successful, but the guys aren't necessarily 100% from a, 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 a responsibility standpoint. Because you want to win the game, but then you want to be able to, hey, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, you know, and, and kind of start locking them in from attention to detail as you get and you know into playoffs. But anyway, it was Tim that pushed, so I'm glad. So I had <laughs> Jags, Cowboys. Uh, I don't. I still don't know how to bu- what happened in the Bucks game. I mean, that's just... This is fascinating. And then it was a 10-point game, and Tampa couldn't get a stop on third down. Like, nope. I was like, at least they'll score and cover, right? And everyone will be happy. But I have Packers tonight. Got a great number, minus seven. Listen, I'm telling you, if you're interested, the Packers win this game, I think, by three touchdowns. But, I, but I'll take eight points. Okay. You look up some alternate lines, right? I did. Uh, the one app I went to, the first one, uh, Circle has minus 14 and a half. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm just talking about, you know, them winning by 20-plus. I'm not going to lay the, the hook. 14? Right. I'd have been all on it. Let's see. You can find, I'm looking up here at our friends over at DraftKings. So they've got every number in the sun. Uh, let's see, minus eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half through 10. You can lay nine, get plus 103. You can lay nine and a half, get plus 106. You can lay 10, get plus 117. So you have plenty of options in alternate lines. If you want to go super good, like, what'd you say? You think 21? Yeah. So if you want to lay 20 and a half, you're getting plus 378. Yeah, I think this is a woodshed. I really yeah? Do. yeah I Bring think, them out back. and Yeah, I think Green Bay is going to pummel the Rams tonight. I will say I do find this interesting. I always like, do you, uh, do you analyze the look-ahead markets a lot at all? So I look at them. I don't bet them. I so, look at them for the information component. Right. But because I'm a former player, it's hard for me to wager on something that's six, seven days away because right. I just know things happen. Oh, of course. Like, I think when you, when you do that, you're – I think if you're wagering in look-ahead markets, you're wagering on, essentially, it's almost like prop betting, right? right. You have a game plan or you have a theory of what is going to happen this weekend, so then you bet accordingly. So thus, like, if you, for example, thought the Rams would cover that matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders, right. you were probably looking to take nine in the look-ahead line with the Green Bay Packers because if that happened, then that's probably coming down. And so that's exactly what happened, right? They come back, they win. That look-ahead line was nine, comes back down to seven, and we're creeping our way back up. But, like, to your point in terms of, like, laying this price at Green Bay, that was one of the first things that stuck out to me is I always ask the question, what, what is behind the adjustment from a look-ahead line, mm-hmm. right? And a really good point is the Raiders game. So the Raiders lose to the Los Angeles Rams. Look-ahead line for the Patriots matchup was Raiders minus two. And then they reopened Patriots minus one. Right. So I'm like, why? They lost. Who cares? Right. If you're still rating them and you don't change it by three points because they lost a game. So I tease the Raiders up and that ended up being a pretty good play and they ended up getting that out right. But this is another one of those instances where, to your point, value and maybe laying seven, the market 10 days ago thought this was a nine point spread. Yeah. I, I thought I was getting a lot of value at nine because I thought people were going to overreact to the Raiders doing what they've done all year, which is blowing a 16-3 lead in the second and the fourth quarter of that game. And then 
people were kind of going to buy into this old Baker Mayfield redemption. Like the Panthers are better people because Mayfield's not there. You see, you see that, right? Yeah. Just if you're watching, you're listening. <laughs> Sam Darnold now is is doing things. P.J. Walker is, is doing things. So I think Baker resorts back to being Baker tonight. I would not be surprised if he runs around, throws a couple to the team in green. And um, L.A. teams will normally fare too well this cold weather. I know the Dolphins just went up and, and exceeded everyone's expectations in Buffalo. But, you know, if you're Green Bay, JVT, you have to be sitting here with the mindset, okay, we win tonight. We're six and eight. We can get to nine and eight. That gets That's- us in the playoffs most likely. So, you know, I, I just think they're they're going to be locked in tonight. They know this is a winnable game. I wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers has a big game tonight. Cole, so I was asking you this. You said you played in minus 11. Yeah, in terms minus 11 at this same place in yeah. Green Bay. So it is, uh, if I'm good at math, 29 degrees warmer today. It's expected to be about 18 degrees tonight. No wind, no precipitation, essentially. So how much, I think a lot of people freak out about cold. I mean, we saw on Saturday, you can still have high-scoring affairs in the cold. You can. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I think the ball flies crisper mm-hmm. through the cold air. It's just something about it cuts through that air. But the time of possession has to be right. If you're the warm weather team, and here's what happens in the second half of these games, if they get one of those 10, 11 play drives and you're standing over there on the sideline, you can't feel your feet all of a sudden, your hands won't act right. Like, that's kind of when it really starts to have an impact. Add in if you get a game like Buffalo had against the Jets last week, where it was sideways, snow, it was raining. Like, that's when it really becomes an issue. But, uh, you don't really want to be standing on that sideline when it gets cold. Like you don't that. want one of those. Uh, what are the the Steelers had? Did they have a 19 play like yeah. 11 minute drive? That's yesterday? when it impacts you. Yeah, because you can say it doesn't, and I know a lot of people would go out with the sleeves off in the pregame. Oh, I read a report today. Yeah. Oh, the the Rams offensive line. We're not wearing sleeves. Like who cares? Check them out in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Check them out in the second half and see the adjustments that are made. That's when it really gets cold. Yeah, total right now, 39 and a half, and obviously down from the opener of 41. So we, we're seeing the market kind of buy back a little bit. There's a couple of 40s popping up on the board, but generally a lot of people freak out about the cold. But it's uh, might get a little bit more here. And to your point, if it plays out like you're thinking, if we're getting a 21-point blowout from the Green Bay Packers, I mean, there's a shot, unless they're absolutely suffocating the life out of Los Angeles Rams, that that thing uh, could go over the total. But we're seeing maybe some buyback there. Uh, anything really quickly, last 30 seconds. You got just, anything gonna, coming up before? Uh, no. During no. this break, though, I am going to check the injury report, see where we are with some of the Rams' key okay. guys. Who's in, who's out? Romeo yeah. Dubs, for you guys looking at game player props, is back tonight for he Green is. Bay. I know that Brian Allen, the center for the Rams, is questionable and got a couple of other guys that aren't going to be out or aren't going to be out there for them. So we can update that coming up in the next hour. Coming up next, though, Mike Pritchard. He's going to join us next. Pritch. Yep. We'll get his thoughts on what is happening in the National Football League as well and what we'll see later tonight. Man, it's just an hour full of former NFL pros. and this is 20 questions on deadline joining me today is Alison Bree 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday night pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. 
back in decent prime time. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Tim Murray, Sean King alongside. We bring in Mike Pritchard, friend of the show, and one of the uh, many pro football players that we have been able to talk to on this show here today. What's up, Pritch? How's it going? Uh, how you? I feel like you're you're living on a high. Everything's going well at your alma mater of Colorado. You're feeling confident. Life is great. David T, Sean King, great to be with y'all. I mean, I couldn't be happier when it comes to my former school, my alma mater, and uh, and certainly uh, betting the NFL this year. Coming off a nice uh, weekend with a, a Seahawks-Bills uh, teaser uh, uh, situation and looking forward to Monday Night Football, too. Okay, see, what, so the weekend went well for him. He Sean. loves yeah. teasers, by the way. He, he's, Man, got, he's, he's the teaser king. <laughs> what would be your advice? Okay, put yourself, you're in New England, you're in the wide uh-huh. receiver's room. Jacoby Myers walks yeah. in the day. What's your advice for 16 of the Patriots? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I feel for him. I feel for him. I really do. I, I really do. I don't know what I what I don't know if I would have advice uh, for Jacoby at this point, uh, Sean, man. But I, I do feel for him. I empathize with him because, look, man, he had a hot potato, right? Like, uh, Ramondi Stevenson gave him the rock and he didn't know what to do with it. Like, uh, he short-circuited, man. I mean, uh, a lot of times when we watch these games, it doesn't matter the sport. Uh, we see guys short-circuit, like like they just suck their hand, uh, you know, with with the plug in the water or something. They short-circuit, right? And they just don't know what to do. And uh, that's what happened to Jacoby, man. He 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 just didn't know what to do, and he panicked. I mean, there's a there's some insight to that for betters. You know, um, a lot of players, depending on their makeup, uh, they panic. You know, if we haven't repped it out, if we haven't rehearsed it, uh, a lot of times we don't know what to do, man. And and so panicky situations, if, if you can find those angles or if you can find situations in which players ha- have uh, shown and, and, and provided evidence uh, that they panic, I mean, I think you can use that from a betting perspective. It's, it's actually a fascinating angle to, to maybe <laughs> dig a little deeper in at some point. Uh, yeah. Speaking of panic, that's what the Packers were in, who played tonight early in the season. Full panic mode. Christian Watson battling a hamstring, dropping everything, throwing his way. Romeo Dubs not really looking like this initial campaign in the NFL was going to be one of his best. Alan Lazard, who we thought was going to, you know, be their number one. He does have the most catches, but all of these guys kind of were trying to figure it out. Where do you expect this Green Bay passing offense to be tonight? Well, I think it should be okay. Uh, I mean, you do have some elements to deal with, and we'll see how uh, the young pups deal with that on Monday Night Football too, right? Uh, and so it's a big stage. But at this point of the season, they're no longer pups. Uh, they're no longer rookies even. Uh, I think they've played enough ball, and they've been through enough uh, and certainly enough experience uh, to just go out there and let their natural ability take over. Uh, the disconnect earlier on was evident, right, with uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and the young guys and and, and the age gap. I mean, I played with Warren Moon in, in the locker room, and there was a significant age gap when you look at some of those younger players who knew of Warren Moon but didn't really know of Warren Moon that <laughs> way, right? Um, but then there was guys like me that watched them play, played against them, and couldn't wait to play with them and that kind of thing. So I think there was that dynamic uh, early on for Green Bay, but they might have worked through it. Uh, we've seen the emergence of Christian Watson develop that confidence. Uh, Dobbs coming back. We'll, we'll see how he comes back off an of injury. Uh, but I, I do like some prop situations with uh, Watson uh, because of the weather, right? So factor this in. Uh, if you are going to catch the rock, at least for me, 
I would rather catch those down the field vertical passes because those aren't <laughs> right. going to sting. Right. Those, those bullets are going to sting, Sean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I, I would prefer, yeah, throw me the rock down the field, create some one-on-one matchups for me uh, if I'm Watson. And certainly with his speed, I mean, we might see that tonight. Speaking of his speed, I, I, I've never really been like a blazer. I was fast, but I wasn't fast. You, you know, it's a difference, right? <laughs> right, right. I got you. Watson is, that is what you were? <laughs> you're right. I was evasive, elusive. <laughs> People don't get the measurables on Watson. Six, yeah, four and tough. a half, ran f- sub four, 340, yeah. 40-inch vert. Now, that's an advantage when the temperature's perfect. How much of an advantage you play receiver is that when the DBs are forced to play in inclement weather? I mean, it's it's incredible. Those DBs, they don't have great feet. You know, that's why they're on the other side of the ball, man. And uh, it's certainly you can take advantage of that, right? Uh, I, I think with his dimensions, uh, I loved him coming out of school. I mean, I didn't compare him. Don't I, I don't want this skewed anyway. I didn't compare him, but he reminded me. Uh, of James Lofton, uh, same kind of thing, right? Six four, lean, and could run, and, and can run very, very well, fast, quick, and and all that. So um, I, I think uh, Christian Watson has that type of ability. Uh, you know, it has to emerge, it has to be brought out. And I thought Aaron Rodgers going to Green Bay would be the perfect quarterback to do that. It got off to a slow start, uh, but we see that coming on, and we see that happening. Uh, as of late, uh, certainly with the Green Bay Packers in that offense. So I had Christian Watson rated three in this year's mm. receivers class. The only reason yeah. I want Peacock was because I had Garrett Wilson four, and Garrett Wilson's a baller. Maybe yeah. I was a little too high on Drake London, but you can't tell yet because that passing game in Atlanta, we still don't really know <laughs> what the rook can do. Hey, Pritch, so one of the yes. things, you're kind of going down the path that I was thinking here from a prop standpoint because I wanted to target some of these receivers. My thought, though, is potentially looking at a guy like Alan Lazard, right? Like a majority of the snaps at slot. It looks like maybe Kobe Durant might be out there. It's a a fourth-round rookie who could be playing a majority of the slot quarter snaps for the Los Angeles Mm -hmm. Rams. That was kind of my angle, because I do think passing attack can be more successful in the cold than people realize, and also against a third-string guy like that, or a fourth-stringer even, that it might be a little bit of success there for Lazard at the slot. Do you think that would probably be a good way to look? Because his his is low. It's like 43.5 for receiving yards. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And the type of offenses too, uh, JVT. I mean, I think if you look at the Green Bay Packers and the West Coast offense, uh, they they have a true halfback in their midst and certainly uh, in that scheme. So uh, you can do multiple things, the screen game with halfbacks or fullbacks. Uh, You can also have the swing patterns. You can run the the patterns out of the backfield. You can put them in slot positions too. Lazard, uh, I I think, figures into that matchup realm that you're talking about and, and which that could be favorable uh, for for Green Bay that way too. So uh, I think from that standpoint, uh, and certainly if you like a, a, those those props right there, uh, that is doable. I mean, you know, to me, the first thing I do is kind of look at uh, how people are going to be utilized in an offense. And and like you said, I, I don't know if the weather, the cold weather, will affect them as much as like wind or or rain or sleet or something like that. So. Uh, as long as we're not dealing with a lot of wind, uh, these receivers uh, should be okay. Should also note, too, Sean, really quickly, uh, Randall Cobb could also be the benefit of that, too. His receiving props mm. only 22 and a half. So yeah. it's pretty low. Rich, yeah. do you have any thoughts on the actual game itself, Packers, Rams? Well, I mean, it. you know, I, earlier today was at seven and a half, and, 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 you know, suggesting maybe the points could be a, a situation to look at there with the Rams because Baker uh, and McVay, like, he's going to be better than basic, right, with this offense. 
because Baker is mobile. I, I think you're going to see a lot of boots. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, play action stuff too. I mean, the Rams are going to have to try to run the game, run the football, especially against that Packers defense. Uh, and so with that said, I mean, there's a good opportunity uh, for the Rams uh, to, you know, keep themselves in this game and perhaps get inside this number. Uh, but a lot of things got to go right, right? I mean, I, I, Green Bay is tough to lay a hook, uh, in my opinion, with Green Bay, even off a of bye, uh, because of what we've witnessed so far this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the opportunity from a side standpoint uh, lies with Durant. Mike Pritchard. Pritch, where can we find you? What's the podcast and what are you doing throughout the weeks, huh? I am everywhere, man. I'm on your show. Uh, I am on um, Gil's show in the morning uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, Then Thursdays, I'm on uh, Big Bets. And uh, man, I'm everywhere. But most importantly, you know, I guess uh, you can find me on Pro Football Blitz on the weekends with Brady Cannon. And so we're going over all the action in the NFL uh, and getting you ready for for kickoff. That's for sure. And then also the contest show, football contest show. Uh, it's spectacular each and every week. Apparently, you can also find them on the newly minted Gucci Row out there in Boulder, huh? I can't wait. <laughs> Man. L.A. in Colorado. <laughs> it's going to be great. Good to talk it's to you, man. It's going to be great. All right, guys. Have a good one. Hey, take it easy. Good luck tonight. Mike Pritchard Thank again. The, you uh, know the issue boys. with that? Huh? They don't have the Kyber Hotel Yeah. that, you know, that L.A. has. Yeah. You know, all these big wigs, where are they going to stay? Maybe Pritch will build one. All right, we'll come back second hour Probably along the way. Uh, got a lot of stuff to tipping off and dropping, puckwise, in the National Hockey League. The top of this next hour, we'll give you the closing numbers on that. Start tracking some of the action as well here on Decent Primetime. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free introducing the lisa chill collection your answer to hot nights these mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature save up to 460 dollars on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now iheart listeners can save an extra 50 dollars off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iheart that's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iheart exclusions apply see lisa.com for more details